Attention Giants fans in the great state of New York. We have an unbeatable NFL preseason offer for you from Caesar Sportsbook. New customers can get their first bet insured up to $1,250 by using our code NYGINSIDERFULL while signing up. Not only will your first bet be completely insured, but you'll also be directly supporting this podcast. Isn't that amazing? So if you haven't already joined the Caesar Sportsbook community, now is the perfect time to make your move. Just remember to enter our code NYGINSIDERFULL during sign-up and place that first bet. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 years of age or older and physically present in New York. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369-NY. Check the episode description for full terms of the offer. Thank you. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. And today, baby. And here's why. After That's the beginning? After, well, that too. Well, that, that, uh, folks, every week, Jerry hits me in a new beginning of this show. I'm, I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that was coming. Yeah, what's the project? fancy stuff, man. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, dude, after years, Chris, of you talking about plays that we've seen in practice, no fault of yours, right? But under Shermer, under Judge, not as much under Dable, but there's, you're going to see this play, you're going to see that play, and it's like, well, it never came to fruition a lot of times because the offensive line wasn't up to snuff or number of issues. Chris, Friday night, everything you've said was on TV. All I sent you was a smiley face. Dude, <laughs> it was like I, the first time I've been watching the – I don't know, the last time where I saw a giant offense dominating the way they did. I know it's preseason, but guys, he's been talking about Waller, going to line up all over the field. You saw it Friday night. Paris Campbell, how good he is in the slot. Daniel Jones, how accurate. Oh, my God, dude. That first drive has me so amped for this season. And I've never seen, Chris, I've never seen Giant fans in unison on Twitter, all kinds of social media say, get the hell off the field after that first drive. Every one of them. It was awesome, dude. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for the reporting and making it happen Friday night, dude. Awesome. <laughs> It was funny, Jerry, after you sent me that text with the smiley face and you're like, you know, I think you sent me something. There it is. Something like that. You put a smiley face on. I got like two more texts like right after yours from friends yeah. saying, yeah. holy crap, Chris, finally what you said is coming through. And like you just said, it wasn't my fault. I just report what I see. Yeah. But hey, look, this is a coaching staff that. And I'm just telling you, and I put it on Twitter this morning, I think, or yesterday, that this is just the tip of the iceberg, dude, you know, yeah. from what I see. And, for you know, it's not really a game plan. They just want to put some stuff in and work on it. And like, like, that's what you saw the other night. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, this Kafka and Dable, two guys that what you've seen in practice, they're going to try to execute in the game. They're not just going to show different looks in a practice and then run 15 button hooks or 15, you know, <laughs> comeback routes or whatever, you know. You know. Yeah. This is what they are, you know, yeah. um, and you got a taste of it the other night. Uh, the different formations, the way they lined up guys all over the place. Look, I reported last week Bellinger as an H back, right? Well, yeah. they, sh they showed that, um, and you didn't even see Saquon. No, my, that was all yeah. done without Saquon, dude. Yeah, I mean, you didn't even see Saquon, but so they made it. Obviously, it made it a constant, a concentrated effort to get Waller involved right off the bat in different looks, and yeah. that's what Daniel did. Daniel had a a very impressive drive. You know, this was against the Panthers' number one defense, too. You know, right. the Panthers didn't have any twos in that. Right. That was their ones. Yeah. And Daniel should have been nine for nine, you know, on that first drive. You know, sure. Waller kind of got blow, uh, hit pretty hard there by um, the safety, Von Bell, and knocked that one pass loose. You know what happens. Um, so Daniel was real sharp. I think it was pretty funny, Jerry, because the, the original plan was to play Daniel two or three series, depending yeah, on how, yeah, how he yeah. looked. I noticed – I'll tell you a quick story, you know. Yeah, um, good. Um, but obviously, after the first series, Dable's saw enough, and he was like, yeah, get him out. You know, there's no reason. They executed what we wanted to do. Uh, we're going to keep other guys in. Like, Neil played a lot. Schmitz played the whole half, you know. Yeah. And then you see that rotation going on in the offensive line. We're going to get into that a little bit. I can, I can see where they're going with this, too. Um, but 
Daniel was supposed to play a few. Uh, in the locker room after the game, I was behind Dable. I was walking in the locker room with Dable. And, and Dable and Jones kind of, you know, said something. And, Dan, and Daniel goes, you know, Dable was like, uh, basically like, all right, you were good after one. You mad? You know, this and that. And Daniel was like, no, no, whatever. So the point being, I, I got the gist of it. It was like he was supposed to play a few. And then Dable told Daniel after one series, okay, you're done. You know, and Daniel's yeah. kind of like, I thought I was getting a couple series. You could just, you know. Yeah. And Dable obviously uh, being the boss says, nope, we saw enough out of you. Get, get the hell out of this game. So uh, the right um, move too. My God. It was the right move. Um, they wanted to get some work in. They did. If it was a little sloppy, a couple first downs and a punt, something like that, Daniel would have came back out. There's no question yeah. in my mind. He would have came back out. Yeah. But after that execution, um, uh, you know, it was obvious that they didn't need to go on. It was it was pretty funny and oppressive too afterwards. Uh, I'll just gotta share this story because <laughs> go ahead, man. It was funny, man. He's you know, guys, a couple of questions about the first drive, and then Dave was like, Oh, you know, it was good, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I like to have fun with Dave. I'm like, Well, you're all happy with the execution that first drive, right? And Dave looks at me and goes, Yeah, and then he has his half a smirk. <laughs> Literally almost cracked up with each other. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so I grabbed him afterwards. We walked out to the runway together. And we had a few laughs together about it because he could tell after he answered, he looks at me, he gives his half a smirk, like, Are you effing kidding me, Chris? <clears throat> That's funny. And I look back at him, the cameras couldn't see me, but I looked back at him, I started laughing. Yeah. And he couldn't, I don't know how he held it in, to be honest with you, but he kept going on. But it was a funny moment, it was a little light moment. Obviously, he was happy with the execution, but. You know, sometimes I'll give you something like, yeah, I was kind of happy, but I didn't have, like, like this, this, but Dable's Dable. Dable. He's going to, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, right. Yeah. I'll be yeah. back. Where he is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Where he is, so. And, and it's funny, Chris, because coaches are like that on when the team is, sometimes when the team plays really well, right? And the example is like Bobby Knight, right? And I, Bobby Knight, I'm not comparing Bobby Knight to Dable, but it's this story is kind of relatable. Uh, in the Olympics in 84, Jordan had like 18 points and nine rebounds in the first half. <laughs> and Bobby Knight's like, this is the best my teams have ever played in their lives. I have to say something. He's like, Jordan, you got 18 points, nine rebounds, five mm -hmm. assists. When are you going to set a pick? Yeah. And yeah. everybody yeah, started that. laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's right. Like, yeah. That's kind of what, that's kind of what these coaches do, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I don't blame them. Yeah. Yeah. So look, the, the first drive um, obviously went really well. Um, you know, uh, look, the Giants, they're going to score points this year, man. They're going to score points. Uh, they have a lot of things going on, man, weapon-wise. And Daniel was – he didn't even take any shots, too. He was just kind of getting the ball out of there kind of quick. The the pocket um, was the biggest I've ever seen. So, what you you know, I'm just telling you what you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of that first quarters, and then they're going to take shots. Yeah. You know, don't forget, Saquon wasn't even playing, you know. So, <laughs> obviously, Saquon's going to be a part of this, too, big time, and especially out of the backfield running routes. So, a lot of weapons. You, you had a little taste for it the other night. Um and we all got a taste of what I've been reporting all summer, Jalen Hyatt speed. Um, <laughs> My God. And, you know, lining up. And it was funny, dude. I was happy to be focused. I happened to be just focused on Jalen in that play. Yeah. I was. There were some guys that, you know, in preseason, that's what I like to do. I just like to focus on certain guys and just watch them in that one play. I won't do that in regular season. I kind of see try to watch everything developing. But in regular preseason, I'm like, let me – like I did it with Shep. I'll get into Shep in a little bit. So I saw Hyde in the slot, uh, you know, when they lined up in that formation. And I said to myself, um, oh, they got Hyde in the slot. And you could see the safety, which I didn't know at the time. And then I, after the play, I said, oh, that's a, it was Eric Rowe, a veteran. I had to look it up too. Yeah. Uh, I saw, I looked down at my card. I saw, I said, oh, man, that's Eric Rowe. It's a yeah. veteran, you know? Yeah. And I saw the safety lined up. And I said, well, they, when they lined up in the formation, oh, they got, they got the right look here if Tyrod if this is a pass, you know? Yeah, yeah. And sure enough, Tyrod, they got Jalen out of the slot, and they got him one-on-one -on -one in the safety. And I, I'm just telling you, Jerry, dude, if they could get matchups like that, and Dable and Kafka work all night trying to come up with a devised ways to get matchups like that, but, dude, there's no safety covering Jalen Hyde. I'm telling you no, that right now. Yeah, yeah. He just did that little inside juke and kicked it out to the corner a little bit. And Eric Rowe had no chance, man. And, and Jalen Hyde looked like he was, he was like a center field. He was just waiting for oh, it. I, I didn't think that ball was ever going to come down. And Tyron you know? Taylor took a shot, too. So I get why he yeah. threw it. Like, but it, so, I didn't think it was coming down. Yeah. So Jalen Hyde is just – his speed is just insane, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, look, I don't know if they made adjustments. I don't – probably not in preseason. But I did see a lot more zone because the Giants were hitting with Wall on those little slants. And 
the Giants are trying those crosses, like I said, they're going to do. And that's going to force teams to go into zones because you can't be man on those guys, man, especially with Saquon in the game. It's going to be – this offense for the Giants is going to be quite a challenge. And, Jerry, I put something out there the other day. You know, all the offseason moves the Giants made, right? Oh, yeah. Signing free agents. Both their coordinators, right, interviewed for head coaching jobs. Yep. I'm telling you, dude, the biggest oh. move this offseason was a non-move. And that was Mike Kafka staying. Yeah. Because absolutely. this guy and Dable, you could just see, man, the different formations and the way they tweak this offense. And like I said, this is just the beginning. I'm not going to show too much in a preseason game because Dallas is watching. But you got a little taste of it. You know, a lot of motion, a lot of boots from Daniel, you know, misdirections. And like I said, this was without Saquon in a game. You know, and, so. and Waller lined up everywhere, Chris, all yeah. over the field. Lined up as a receiver. And, and, everyone, and a lot of guys are keep saying like they don't have like that alpha receiver. Don't no, we it. do. We do. But we yeah. do in Waller. That's what I mean. Oh, I okay. Mean, okay. Yeah. Dude, he, the, my favorite play of the night was when he just threw J.C. Horn, as you would say, like a beanbag off of him. I mean, yeah. that was like, that's what you're going to get if a corner's on him too tight. Forget it. Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, dude. The yeah. form, like you said, the formations, Daniel's accuracy, how comfortable he looked. I mean, mm-hmm. when was the last time you saw him look that comfortable in an offense? Never. Not even last year. I mean, he just looked yeah. completely in control, accurate as hell. And, you know, the, the, the drive culminated with a Bellinger touchdown. Someone yeah. asked it last week, Chris, and I didn't ask the question. <laughs> Is it possible that Bellinger could get more touchdowns than Waller this year mm-hmm. because of that? And, and it's like, yeah. well, I, technically, yeah, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it'll happen. But, you know, it, like, it, it, to go down the field with Waller and Paris and, and yeah. then and, Hodgins and then all of a sudden you hit Bellinger, it's like, oh, my God, man, who yeah. do you cover if you're going against them? So. Well, dude, you know, we talked about this on the podcast. I said, I'm telling you right now. They're going to use Wallow as a as a as a as a shade as a decoy a lot in the yeah. red, yeah. And they're going to go to Bellinger, yeah. and that's exactly what you saw tonight. He did that little chip and release Bellinger. They were concentrating on Wallow. Daniel saw Bellinger open, touch that. Yeah. yeah, so many weapons, so many things to do. You know, so many so many options, man. And look, you know, you talk about Daniel. What a difference a year. Well, you know, Daniel was learning this offense last year. It wasn't yeah. totally comfortable yet. It takes a while. Right. It takes a while. Fast forward a year later, and you I don't know if you saw Brandon Brown's presser today, the yes, assistant sir. general manager, but they asked him about Daniel, and the first thing that came out of his mouth, biggest difference, confidence. Yeah. First word out of his mouth, confidence. Confidence. And that's something I've seen since April. Confidence. He you also know? had interesting comments about Jalen Hyatt, Chris. Absolutely. Um, and that's yeah. that is that is what they say is due diligence, performing your due diligence on a player. Where maybe in college he's not asked to do as much, but does his skill set line up with what you want him to do? And again, it's early, but everything you've said in camp with this kid, how mm-hmm. fast he is, almost uncoverable down the field. Mm-hmm. And what I love the other night was he dropped a pass that he should have caught, and mm-hmm. the next play he catches a touchdown. That's resilience, too. Yeah, Good Dable, attitude on the kid. Dable yeah. was really impressed with that, too, man. Really awesome. impressed the way he came back. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you know he's a rookie, Jerry. He could easy got down a little bit, you know, and not like yeah. But no, he went out there. Look, this kid's got a chip in his shoulder. I've been telling you this. He Third feels round. Dis- he feels disrespected, not in a bad way, but yeah, he feels sure. he should have been a higher draft pick. He absolutely, he absolutely hates that he was labeled uh, like a one trick pony coming out of Tennessee. Yeah. and that's why Brandon Brown said that today. That's why Brandon said he said they had him doing certain things in Tennessee, but you don't look at that, okay? Yeah, I haven't seen that since Darius Slayton. Just don't look at what, he, what routes he ran in Auburn. They right. asked him to do certain things. They asked him to do Hyatt, you know. That yeah. doesn't mean he can't run. He doesn't have a route tree. You know, yeah. When he gets up here, it's a different world, coaching. Coaching in this level is a different world. I don't care it's the SEC, Alabama. Those are great schools, great programs. They get these kids ready. Don't get me wrong. Okay, yeah. don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But this level is different than the SEC. Yeah. No yeah. matter how good the SEC schools are, this is a different level. Yeah. And, you know, and they get coached like a different level, like it's a different level. Okay. And Brandon Brown, you know, somebody's late round. Look, to identify Hyatt, these Jordan Wileys, the Trey Hawkins. Cool. It's just incredible job the last few years by Dennis Hickey's, the Chris Rossetti's, the Tim McDonald's, pro, pro play evaluators. Yeah. Director of player personnel, 
just great job by these guys, the scouts, those three guys, Brandon Brown, of course, Joe Shane, and of course, Dable, you know, and the coaches when they get together looking at these kids coming out of college because I think Trey Hawkins is a prime example. And I was talking about him too, the way he, the way he found him, you know, and look, that's the difference. That's the difference in this league, man. This don't think because these guys are scouts in the NFL, they, they're going to hit on these kids they draft. You've seen it a million times. Half these scouts don't know what the hell they're looking at. Or they see one thing, it doesn't translate to an NFL-type level. Well, these scouts, these giants, these guys, they got in charge, you know, including Ryan Cowan, his assistant to Joe Shane, the old Tennessee guy. These guys know what the hell they're looking at, man. They identify these, these kids coming out of college, and they, and they identify what they could do in this system, man. And it's look, it's shown on the field. And getting a sixth along with Waller, and the six ends up being Trey Hawkins, right? Like that's yeah. utilized. That's using every draft pick um, to the to the max, right? And I had to go back to 07, Chris, to find a late pick that really had an impact like that, and it's or multiple, right? Kevin yeah. Boss in the fifth, and Ahmad Bradshaw in the seventh. And here you have Hawkins, you have um, you have Jordan Riley, Owens made a play. Like you have guys that were picked late that could make an impact. Darian Beavers was a sixth round or seventh round pick later. I forget he was late. Um, but man, the scouting now and the drafting, like, you don't, you don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but this draft class has the potential to be absolutely incredible. You're going to have, you're going to have Banks and Hawkins probably starting now, right? They're probably going to be starting. Schmitz is going to be starting. Hyatt is going to play a major role in this offense. Yeah, well, no Jordan Riley is going to make the team. I thought Jordan Riley was going to be a practice squad guy when they took him. I'm like, oh, ah, big body so practice. Yeah. Practice squad. Right. Um, Eric Gray is going to be the kick returner or punt returner, right? Like he's going to be maybe maybe the backup to Saquon or Breed or whatever. But you have <laughs> multiple rookies that are going to play a major impact on this team. Remind you of remind you of 07 a little bit. It really right? does. It really but does, dude. That that class contributed to the Super Bowl team. Yes, absolutely. Every player except Adam Coates. That's it. Every other one, yeah. all of them. I yeah. mean, you see, Jerry, like you just said, you know, you you got late round picks that are going to be starting. Unbelievable, you know, and, and from, don't from a school and, and like you, Old Dominion, yeah. and you can't and you can't look at it like, well, that's because they're not very talented, so they got to start. The, well, you could start a Dory Jackson on the outside. You could have sure. brought another veteran in the corner, if you know what I mean. You yeah. got, I know, number one pick Banks is going to start, but no, they've earned it because yeah. because because Trey Hawkins wasn't slated to be a starting outside corner in no. this game. They were no, looking at him as like a practice squad. Kids. I thought I thought Owens would have had a better shot at making this team than Trey Hawkins as a oh, as a cool. on the final fifty three. Yeah, and I can tell you this: they really like Javarius Owens. Yeah. Now he's probably going to get caught up in a numbers game and be on the practice squad. You know, right? I think, but they really like Javarius Owens, and, and I, I, I this is a kid I've been telling you about too since the spring. Right? I said, watch this kid Owens. Remember, I've been I was telling yeah, I no, like you liked him, coach. yeah, 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 and they like him, man. He's making plays. That kid makes plays when he's out there. Here's another one. You know, now you can only, you know, put so many safeties and probably go with four, you know, on the 53 mm-hmm. and he'll get caught up probably in a numbers game and start the year on the practice squad. But they really like him. So that's another late round pick that has flashed, has shown a lot of talent, man. Yeah. And and the late round picks from last year now, right? Dane Belton, Darren Beavers had a nice play of the night where he showed his sideline to sideline speed. Um like we said, man, there were a lot of injuries last year to rookies, and you're gonna. It's gonna almost feel like you have two draft classes here, and that's what I'm starting to feel like. Azudu, again, Wandale Robinson, you said is close. Uh, like we said, Beavers. There's a lot of guys on this team. McFadden's taking another step forward. So this team looks feels has a very young feel to it, Chris. Um, sure, you got to build through the draft, right? And that's what oh they're trying to do, man. God. So. Yeah, but look, you know, it's funny because you know a lot of talks. A lot of people have been talking about Jordan Wiley. Wink Wink raved about him. Yeah. Andre Patterson raved about him when he met with us last week about how far this kid has come, you know. Um, and then you see him the other night. You see, then you <laughs> gradually see him getting reps with the ones in practice, right? Yeah. Okay. Not He's not taking Leo or Dex. We know that. But then you see him the other night in the first series, our first series, and Leo comes out. I think it was in that third down play. Whatever it was. One of the players. I don't remember exactly. But Leo comes out. And who comes in the game? It's Riley. And they had yeah. Riley and Dex with the ones on that first drive. Right. I text a friend of mine in the media uh, that was, you know, sitting a little, like, obviously can't yell in the press box. But I text a friend of mine going, yo, did you see, <laughs> did you see 95? He's right. Yeah. He was right there. They just put him in with the ones with yeah. Dex. 
Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. The pro, you know, progress is, you know, and, and you know, I'm talking to Wink and, and and talking to a few people in the organization. They, I mean, they think really highly Riley, man. I, I think, you know, honestly, Jerry, they're looking at him. It's like, okay, well, this will probably be Leo's last year, and it'll be Riley and Dex next year. I was gonna, you know? I was actually gonna ask you that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the feel I get. I, nobody said that to me, but that's sure. the feel I get. But they really like Riley a lot, man. Um, and I'll tell you another guy. Hang on, really- Chris. Hang on, Chris. Hold that thought. Guys, we're going to take a break. It's been 20 minutes already. This is what happens. It flies by when things are good. Hang on one second, guys. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. Hang on one second. And we're back. Folks, you're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz. He tells us everything that happens at practice, and it comes true now in the games. Bizignano. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> yeah, just talking about one other guy Wink really loves is Jason Pinnock, man. Yeah. He just he thinks this kid is gonna play really well. Um, he, he got a little banged up. Dable called him day to day. He missed practice today, but it doesn't look like it's anything serious. Something with a leg. Yeah. Um. So that, that's another guy. So, uh, hey, a lot of young guys. Um, they brought Anthony Barr in last week. Um, the you know the line, the, the veteran linebacker, mm-hmm. and they had him in for a few days. Uh, Wink actually went out to eat with him one night, um, left the next day. The Giants were kind of hoping they could get something done before he left, but he did leave the building. I guess he wanted to visit. I think he went to visit somebody else, mm-hmm. jumped on a plane. But we'll see if they revisit that. They kind of liked him from what I hear, and we'll see what happens with that. But these things, you know, you never know. It always comes down to money and all that stuff. So uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, they did have interest in Anthony Barr, you know. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. You never know. When they get on that plane, dude, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> when yeah, leaves. they. Uh, would you be happier with Barr than you would Tamon Fox, Zimenez, um, and, and and Ward? Like any combination of those three? I'm just asking you personally. Well, Ward and Zimenez are like a yeah, you're on the outside. Ball's going to play next. He would play next to Bobby Okereke. Okay, all right. I yeah. didn't know if he was going to play on the edge. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Got so it. he would he would be he'll be like replacing oh, so the McFadden, McFadden or uh, or he Beavis would be in there for McFadden and Beavis. Okay, you know, right. he'll be like. Yeah. You know, you could put Bobby Okereke on that mic and you could put, you know, Ball on that will. You know, so uh, that's what they were, I'm sure they'd be thinking if they sign him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, hey, we'll see what happens. Um, look, for the, for the snaps they're going to get, am I crazy about McFadden and Beavers right now? No, I'm not. All right, but, you know, but but you saw Okereke the other night, right? I think he had like 18 snaps, seven tackles. Very active, right? <laughs> Yeah. Very active. <laughs> um, yeah, no Nacho played the other night. No Sean Robinson, you know. Right. Um, but Riley jumped in there for a lot, and then the other guys who weren't going to be under 52 in there. Um, I thought Dex played his limited snaps. I thought Dex played well. Got some push. Yeah. Got a bullsh. Well, whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. You got to call it, 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 but it's one of those, dude. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is what it is. He grazed the mask. I didn't see it, dude. That's why I saw the replay. Like, oh gosh, yeah, but yeah, it It is what it is. You know, uh, he got that penalty, kept the drive going, and all that stuff. Um, And uh, Aziz and Tibbs, Tibbs gets a sack. You know, they got some snaps, so they got their work in, Jerry. I don't expect to see these guys Saturday night. Maybe. Maybe maybe Hawkins a little bit. I, don't I was gonna say, what, would they would they play Banks and Hawkins a little bit? I, I don't know. I, I I think they might I, look if they've settled on Hawkins. That's an that. Then I, why play him? Why play him? Now, if anybody, this is great too. Oh my god! If anybody thought that because Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing Saturday night, that Dable's going to change his mind. Oh, let's get our ones in there because Rodgers is playing. Absolutely not. That has nothing to do with what the Giants plan on doing. So if Dable didn't plan on playing the starters, which I'm pretty sure he doesn't, he didn't plan on playing the starters. Saturday night's a lot, most of the starting defense. He's not going to change his mind. And he was asked that today, and you could tell he was like, no. Like, otherwise, what, what kind of question is that? You think I care what the Jets do? We're worried about, you know, he's worried about his own team. Not like, oh, let's get a bunch of starters in that because Rodgers is playing, you know. Yeah. So uh, if, if a Hawkins in a Banks play, First few series, well, that's because they were going to play them. Right. You get what I'm saying? There's nothing to yes, do with that Rogers is starting. Yeah. You know, that's what yeah. they were, that's what they planned on doing, you know. So uh, but I don't expect to see Jerry, I don't expect to see many starters on offense. You know, you gotta play there's gonna be probably probably Zudu's gonna get Zudu's gonna get snaps. Um, and then you know, Thomas won't. Neil will see. I think Neil played a lot 
he played like the whole half last game. So I could see Neil not playing, maybe a few, but I could see him not playing. Yeah. And then the other guys rotating in there, um, getting some snaps. But so it's the last preseason game, two weeks before the opener when they play Saturday night. It'll be a couple weeks before the opener. And uh, I don't expect to see many starters at all, just maybe a few. You know, I think it'd be crazy to put starters in. They got a lot of starters, got some snaps in. That's what you're looking for. Let him hit, let him block, let him do this, let him do that. Get it out of them, you know, get it some working. Okay, and that's it. So, I, I just, Jerry, I just hate when you play all three preseason games. And years ago, you know, obviously a couple of years, it was four, where you yeah. don't get starters any snaps. I think that is air sign, but I know coaches do it. I hate no. that. I'm glad to see they did. I mean, and, and by the way, so the last memory Giant fans are going to have of the Giants offense is what happened the other night. So it's just going to, you're excited, right? That, that's what you saw. And that's yeah. enough for us, right? Like, that's enough. We, we've seen enough. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I was going to ask you one, one more about a guy on the bubble. So one, you figured out my tells, right? Like, <clears throat> I touch my face when you ask me a question, and I'm, or I ask you about a certain player, and you're like, that means he likes him. So I've asked you about, Dane Belton, I've asked you about Pinnock. Last week, I asked you about a guy, and I didn't know if he was going to make the roster, and I don't think – I think you you didn't think he was going to. I'm going to ask you about him again. Corbin, does he have a chance to make this roster over someone like Gary Brightwell now? I don't think so, no. Okay, all right. I won't ask again. All right. No, no, no. no. That's a fair <laughs> question. He's getting – but I think he'll be back to the practice squad. Okay, all right. Um, so, Bright, Brightwell, you think Brightwell's going to be the primary kick returner still? No, I think no. They want Eric Gray to do right. it, but Brightwell okay. plays special teams too, yeah. and he's not a bad That's back. Fair. Yeah, Brightwell plays special teams. That's the key. You okay. know, he plays special teams besides returning kicks. So I think Brightwell will make it. You know, he has not. He's missed a few weeks now with this injury too. Right. You know, now Corbin's done some good things, but no, I don't see it as of right now. I still think it's going to be four backs. Mm-hmm. It'll be Brightwell, Breeder, Saquon, and Eric Gray. And Eric Gray obviously is helping himself. Playing special team, they want Eric Gray to be the punt and kickoff returner. Jerry, they yeah. want him to win that job. Yeah, and I thought he did better. I thought he did better he did. the other night. He made some. He had a couple of good judgments on balls. The ball bounced out of bounds. Another yeah. punt. He another punt. He let. So he did. He played. He, look, even he admitted he was really tight the first preseason game. Yeah. He really was. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. They're rookies, man. They're so excited to be out there. They don't want to mess up all that stuff. I thought he played a little looser. Thought he had a nice run too. I was just going to say, obviously, the nine-yard run, the touchdown run was a very nice run. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they want him to be that punt kickoff returner. They want him to win that job. I'm sure he's going to get a, more opportunities Saturday night, and we'll see if he wins that job. Right now, that's who they want, okay? That's who mm-hmm. they want. So, no, I don't think Corbin makes it. But, look, unless something's going on with Brywell injury-wise, I don't know, but I still think Brywell will win that, that, that position or well, that fourth fourth back, third back, whatever we want to look at it. The final 53 of the last few years, especially under under Judge and Shermer, uh, they had the final 53, and then the million cuts were made. They picked up a million guys. Yeah. I don't get – I don't – they might do that this year, Chris, but I just yeah. don't get the sense that's going to happen as much this year. I don't know. I don't think it'll happen as much. Right. Yeah. Because it's I, almost – it's hard to come up with this – with the, uh, the 53 right now, I think. Way harder than it was before. Well, it was harder than before. Yeah. But – when the cuts come in, that's why, you know, guys like Chris Rossetti and Dennis Hickey's get paid. Yeah. They have to know – and Brandon Brown. They know they look at every player in this league, and then when they get released, they look at them and say, could this guy be an upgrade over this guy on our top roster right now? So, Jerry, look, they had to do they, – they did, what, five of them last year, whatever it was, after the cuts, and they signed like four or five. Do I think there'll be that much? No, but I think it'll be a few. You know, I think under Shermer one year it was like ten or twelve or something. Yeah, ridiculous. remember that? Remember oh that? It was like, we couldn't even keep up with them. It couldn't even keep yeah. up with them. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I think it will be a few. You know, the, you know who gets released, who they feel is an upgrade. You know, usually, you know, usually that's what you see. And but the point being is that could be ten, like previous years. Right, 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 right. Um, I'm interested to see who you're going to have on your final fifty-three again, guys. We said we wouldn't do that till camp starts. And I'm really interested to see the, that back end of the receivers, right? If they're going to keep mm-hmm. seven, we think I think you you agree they're going to keep seven. The six mm-hmm. seem to be um, kind of locked in with with the sixth, maybe not in the sixth spot, but Shepard being the sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that that extra one, who's it going to be? Right? Is it going to be Beasley? Is it going to be Johnson? Is it going to be now? I don't know Bryce Ford, Wheaton, Chris. I, I don't know, like because of because of special team. I have no idea. I'm just I'm throwing it out there, but. Um, 
it, it's almost like this is the first time in a while where when you put together the 53, I feel like we're going to cut guys where you go, ah, shame we couldn't keep them. Whereas, unfortunately, the last few years, because the, the talent-deprived roster, it was, all right, well, I guess we'll keep this guy because he's a little better than that guy. Or uh, this scenario, he may play better. But this year, it's like, wow, we're a much we're a much different, more talented roster where the cuts are going to be – putting together a final 53 is going to be difficult, I think. That's all. Yeah, there'll be some interesting positions. Yeah. No question. Now, now I just found it interesting. You know, when Joe Shane said that about Ford Wheaton. Yeah. He said he's a, he's a you're on hit me when when Shane said you know Ford Wheaton's a he's one of our special team guys he's a good special teams guy he's been lined up as that gunner and all that he's a big guy yeah I found that very interesting yeah you know when Shane said that I was like I was like whoa you know Uh -uh. know, (laughs) it looks like they're thinking about keeping him on the 53 not practice squad you know yeah because he played and like Dable says all the time look every coach says this when you're on the back end of a position group, six, seven guy, five, you better play special teams. You're not going to be in this league long. Right. Okay. Right. And while well, they've been doing that with Ford Wheaton, <clears throat> the whole camp, yeah, using him on special teams. Obviously, he's getting reps with receivers. Don't get me wrong. And he's made a few plays, no mm-hmm. question. You know, but that kid right there, it'd be interesting. Those, like you said, the, the Beasleys and and the Colin Johnsons and uh, forget about Sills. Uh, you know, and, forget about Crowder and, too, and Jameson right? Crowder and yeah. Jameson Crowder. Yeah. You know what do they do with that? last spot because i can tell you this man sterling shepherd and dable gushed about him after the game the other night. Yeah. i was watching him on some plays jerry um he i mean he was running great routes man one time taylor never even saw him uh, another time i think he he did he connected with him maybe it was devito i don't know somebody connected with him later on in the game there was another time there was like two times that he was open shep and whatever happened he, you know he didn't get the ball but running just great routes he looks great man and it I think he's even amazed Dable and the whole t- coaching staff. You could just tell me Dable answered the other night. Like, it's amazing what this guy's done. It really is the way he yeah. how, how good he looks, how good yeah. he looks. You know, so yeah. uh, it's a longest ten, longest tenure giant too. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not the heart and soul, Jerry. You know, he really um, is, dude. He really and is. I just, you know, you're going to be seeing an article. I, I just wrote a column about that about Shep and the heart and soul of this offense and everything he's done and all that stuff. And how the coaches feel about him for the next insider issue, man. Because this guy, you know, what he did last year, acting as a coach, coming back this year, which look, it's incredible. These yeah. two major surgery, uh, two major injuries, season in and coming back, he looks like he's a rookie the way he's cutting and running. It's yeah. incredible. Flying. Absolutely flying. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about what you saw on defense here tonight, other than like we, we yeah, talked about Jim right a little bit, but uh I thought Kayvon Thibodeau uh, showed a lot of explosiveness, and that was on Equano, right? Like that was a that's a bona fide left tackle. Um, I'm psyched about the the pass rush. Uh, we all are, uh, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, but Thibodeau the other night to me looked like oh man, he's he's hitting he's he's kind of gone into another gear now. Um, I don't know if you've noticed that in practice or not, but I saw it kind of stood out to me the other night that that was the first time I've seen him this year where I thought oh man, he's you know, he looks like a, a number five overall pick and that type of talent. I'm psyched about him. He should be. I think he takes it to another level this year. I really yeah. do. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not worried about Tib at all on the outside. Well, Aziz, once Aziz gets more, a little bit more legs and snaps under him. Yeah. We'll see if he plays Saturday. If he gets a few, I don't know. I don't think he will, but he might. Yeah. You know, trying to get him more reps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I thought Leo Dex, you know, uh, once again, the rookie, you know, they had their no, I know it was a Bryce Young. He struggled at times. You could see it. He struggled at times. Um, but I tell you, man, you know, sometimes I watch these things and sometimes the little things I look at it and go, wow, that's a heck of a play. Like there was obviously being able to boot, you see the whole play develop. Yeah. And there was one play where um, Bryce Young scrambled, I believe, to his right, if I remember right. He was under pressure, scrambled. And DJ Chalk did a little imp- improv route. He was coming in, and then he saw Bryce take uh, take off to his right, and he improv and, and did a go. And Trey Hawkins was on him, and Trey Hawkins was, with him. He was right with him. Didn't yeah. get fooled by it all. I think Young even threw his way; it was incomplete. But I looked at it. And I put it on Twitter. Great job by Hawkins because I was watching the whole thing, man. Yeah, and I saw Hawkins. He's on him. DJ was coming. I think DJ did a look a little out or a little comeback. And then he saw Bryce rolling and he improv and did a go up the sideline. And Hawkins saw it all the way, man. 
all the way yeah. to stay with them. It was a heck of a one of them, it one of them, it was Adam. It was uh, it was Thielen. Oh, I'm that. sorry, Jerry. Jerry, was, that, that was the one, right? That's the one. Not, okay. I don't know what, yeah, what the hell? I get DJ. No, you're right. It was Adam. I Thielen. thought maybe I, I thought maybe I missed the play. That no, there were two no, no you didn't. One. I'm sorry. My mistake. It was the Adam Thielen one. Thielen did yeah. a go. He did, he improvised, and and yeah. Hawkins was right with him. Man, it was yeah, a hell of a job. Little things like that. Makes you feel pretty confident. These young guys, man. It's you know, amazing. Back there. But I tell you, dude, you know, uh, what can you say? You know, um, you know, the defense, you know, had some penalties, kept the drive going. They have to clean up some things. They had a couple of neutral zone mm. infractions. Can't have that. That's like you wanna you wanna you wanna drive a defensive coordinator insane? Yeah. Have a couple of offside pounds. We line up in a neutral zone. Right. That will drive. I think Banks was one of them. I forget who the other one was, but that will drive defensive coordinators and say so they, they'll clean that up in the meetings you know that's that's stuff they look at what they did wrong make sure it doesn't happen again all stuff like that what can you say man the rookie corners look good right yeah the donnie really holmes that he got in there did yeah. it right um uh xavier mckinney had a couple of tackles very active up in that line of scrimmage bobby okurike uh what a pickup you know um he was pretty active the other night javarius owens wound up with a team leading Team tying with a Kurt carry seven tackles each. He played well when he was in there getting when he got his snaps. I thought yeah. Evan Neal for the most part, look, was it a great all around pro- performance by Neal? No. For the most part, he did well. He was a little late on a stunt on a twist once. You know. Um, but for the most part, I thought he held up because he had, you know, he's been injured. He got in there now and yeah. the concussion and all that stuff. So what's the Chris, what's the spot you're most concerned with on this team right now? It could be backup, could be starter. I don't care. I'm just asking. Uh, I'm most concerned about, well, look, they got rookie corners, so I'm concerned about that when, okay. when, the, when the real bullets start flying. Yeah. Um, and, and look, Evan Neal right now, I don't feel hundred percent confident in him. I, yeah. I have to admit, you know, I think he'll be all right, but I don't feel hundred percent confident in him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the offensive line, this, this is what I feel is going to happen. Okay. And you've seen this all camp. And I think you're going to see this in regular season games too. It'll probably be um, Brennison and Glowinski, left guard and right guard, okay? But you're going to see a rotation in and out. Any bad series, Brennison not playing that well, well, you're going to see Zudu go to left guard, and then you'll see um, – I'm sorry, Brennison, I'm sorry. Zudu go to right guard. Um, you'll see Zudu go to left guard. Oh, if Glowinski's not playing that well, if Glowinski's like like this, you're going to yeah. see Zulu left guard, Brennison yeah, and right guard. Yeah. So those starting that first series against the Cowboys, the starting five, well, Neil Schmitz and Thomas are going nowhere. But you're going to see guy, you're going to see the Zulu jump in there, in and out, rotating. That if those guys are not playing up the snuff, I'm telling you right now. So whatever that starting five is, that first series against the Cowboys. Um, that might not be the starting five two series later. You might see a zero in there for Brennison, or you'll see Brennison a right guard for Gowinski, Zudu a left guard. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm telling you. So you could just see they're continuously rotating those guys. Yeah. And I'm more concerned about that than I think Neil, Chris. Like it just seems like it's still unsettled because you you know, you said a couple of weeks ago, I think you said their 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 plan is to they would love if a Zudu could take that right guard spot or from, I thought you said take it to, from Glowinski and Bredesen's at left guard. And it just seems like it's still so unsettled. I, I don't think it's, it's not dire. It's just not set. Like you want your offensive line to be, these are our guys one through five that doesn't change unless there's an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's where I'm, I'm concerned there. I'm not concerned with Schmitz. I, I mean, like you said, Thomas Schmitz, Neil, um, you want Neil to step up. I think he's going to, he played better the other night, played well. Um, so, you know, from last year, I mean, um, so that's, that's where I'm concerned. I'm concerned at guard. That's kind of why I asked you that question. Cause I just wanted to see, you know, I know that the rookie corners is a, is a, an issue, especially when you're going against Dallas week one, but ah, man, I just wish the inside of that line was a little more settled. That's all. But, yeah. No, listen, it's, it's a great point. So do I, uh, but you could just see what they're thinking. They're going to rotate those guys in. I'm telling you. Yeah. Azuda's going to see action, man. And then Azuda's going to stay in. I, yeah. I, I could see by week five. That's it. We'll see. Jerry, yeah. that's to be determined. If yeah. Brennison and Golinski play solid football, they're going to go nowhere. Yeah. Zudu's going to be on the bench. Yeah. If they're playing mediocre football, 
If one guy's playing a mediocre few series, boom, Bobby Johnson's going to get him out of there. Yeah. You know, and you might see a little, depending who is playing mediocre, who gets yanked out of there. Um, but that's what you're seeing, man. You know, that's what you're seeing. Yeah, if I was a... And they did it again today, Jerry, in practice. Yeah, I saw they that. They still rotate. They had a guy in there, Brennison yeah. out, Brennison at right guard. They're still doing it. That's what they're going to do. This is yeah. late now. This is the end of August. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was going to say, if I was going to put money on it and go to Caesar Sportsbook with code Giant Insider Fool, I would bet that his dude is going to play by week five, but we'll see. Um, hey, all right, guys. It will be. That's to be determined how these guys play. on the Second, second break, 40 minutes in already. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Hang on. And we're back. Folks, you listen to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz. Biz Ignano. All right. So we're concerned about there. Concerned about, um, you know, Neil taking that next step. Rookie corners. Um, linebacker spot next to Okereke. But look, um, lots to be excited about, right? I mean, man, that well, offense. Off- I mean, look at that offensive God. series. Man, you know. Oh, my God. It's going to be, Jerry, it's going to be fascinating to see what Dan Quinn does open at night. How does yeah. he play these guys? I know he's yeah. got two good cover corners, and even the other kid, Bland, flashed last year for them as a nickel. But yeah. it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be fascinating to see with these with the speed, you know, of this. Is he gonna? Play? I know you got Gilmore. I know you got Dixon. So you're gonna see man, well, who wins those matchups, right? Who wins those yeah. matchups? And then you got Darren Waller, because when you bracket him, you know, if you have to bracket, or does he slide Gilmore over to Waller a lot? Or, or digs, you know. Then when you do that, if you do wind up bracketing him or go man and him, well, there's your matchup. Somebody else has got to be single on the other side. There's so much speed. You got Slay. You got Hyde. It's going to be a big part of it. Yeah. You know, it's. I tell you, it's going to be interesting that first game to see how Quinn starts off playing, what coverages he's using, and then what how he adjusts. You know, Kafka, that Kafka Dan Quinn chess match. Um, the first game Sunday night game is going to be fascinating to see because. You know, Dan Quinn ain't going to be looking at the receivers from last year. Right. You know, all he's going to see is Slay. Right. You know, okay, well, remember him, but holy right. crap. Now they got right. Campbell. Who the hell's zero? Got, <laughs> now they got Walla. Right. Now yeah. they got, and then they drafted this burner who might be the fastest <laughs> kid or Tyreek Hill type speed in Jalen White. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. so it's, it's, this isn't the same Giants team he saw twice last year. This is a different group. And of course, that guy Barkley in the backfield, he knows about him. So but that's, Walla, what I, that's, that's what I was going to ask you. That's what I was going to ask you. That's one guy you don't care if he doesn't get a preseason snap, right? Do no, you, I don't I mean, care if Saquon doesn't get a snap. Okay. Yeah. No, I and he's not, he's not going to now, no, but he hasn't gotten one yet. So I just was wondering no. if you felt the same way there. Okay. No, you know, running backs, Saquon's a vet. He knows how to handle his body going into a season. Yeah. You know, um, he doesn't tackle Jerry. See, I like guys like defensive guys that get snaps mm-hmm. because they, they got to get the, you got to get that hit tackling that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. Uh, you know, um, yeah. they got to get that technique, get that feel again. That's why I like to see him, you know. Yep. Um, offensive line, boom, you know, get those hit, get those blocks going a little bit. Get that, yep. you know, get back into that football uh, mentality, I should say, in a way, you know. Um, but Saquon doesn't bother me if he doesn't get a, a, a carry. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Obviously, uh, it doesn't bother Dable because he's not getting a snap now. So, <laughs> And it's fine. He hasn't gotten one yet. Like, I don't expect him to get one uh, this week. So that's fine. Um Special teams, Gano's the man. Um, I did see that the you know the Scottish timer did kick one out of bounds the other night, which was a good sign. I, first time I've ever seen him do that, I think. So you know maybe, maybe they're working with him, you know. And right like on. I don't want to pick on the guy, but he's got to start doing that more. And he did it the other night, so maybe that's a step in the right direction. So I'm just trying to be positive about everything here. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully Graham Gano keeps putting the ball to the end zone because I'm not too confident on the kickoff return. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, no, but we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see. It's gonna be. Uh... It'll be interesting to see, man. It really will be. These, you know, the cuts are next Tuesday, a week from what's today, Jerry? Monday, a week from Today's tomorrow. Monday. Yeah, cuts are a week from tomorrow, and uh, just because you make the final fifty-three doesn't mean you're going to be on the fifty-three a couple of days later. So, yeah, it's a tough time for a lot of guys, man. You know, it is, uh, and it's a it's a really exciting time too, man. Like I said, uh, this one's going to be interesting. Uh, what do you see. What do you think about um, Aaron Rodgers playing Saturday night? Were you surprised by that or? Did you expect that from Robert? Well, he hasn't really played yet, right? So I figured he'd play eventually. I guess it would be this game. Look, man, I know we have I have Jet buddies who listen to this podcast, and I'm going to say it. Sorry, guys, but everything the Jets do still, still is to to needle the Giants in a certain way. 
So you're going to play Aaron Rodgers against the Giants. You're going to play him probably against backups. It is what it is. So it does not surprise me, no. I mean, the birth of your franchise, you were called the Titans because Titans are bigger than Giants. From day one, you've been comparing yourselves to the Giants. It just carried all the way through. It doesn't surprise me, Chris. Maybe I'm getting a little too psychoanalysis on this, but it doesn't surprise me at all. I was expecting Aaron Rodgers to play. Yeah. So Mm. why? I guess you didn't. (laughs) um, I wasn't sure, you know, like everything else over there in the Jets camp. They just ask Aaron Rodgers, what do you want to do? Because they just kiss his ass to no end. It's, Fair. it's, it's incredible. Um, and I, and Rodgers supposedly said, I like to get some work in. You know, it's, even though he, he knows the system, Hackett system, you know, it's, and it's Aaron Rodgers' system anyway. You know, um, he wants to, you know, some, they haven't looked good this summer. They haven't been in sync. Um, now, is it risky? Um, why I think it could be risky for the Jets is that, um, their left tackle is not going to be playing until Buffalo, okay? Uh, the veteran Jermaine Brown, who might be going to Canton, okay? He, um, so they're going to be going with Billy Turner and Max Mitchell, who both haven't looked that good in camp, from what I understand. Yeah. So now I get it. You're probably not going to see Aziz and Thibodeau. But there is guys like Jihad Ward and Tamon Fox. Tamon Fox, yeah. Um. So the oh, Shane Zimenez side, is going to be fighting for a spot. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, Zimenez, right? So, yeah. so Aaron's blind side is not going to be the guy that's protecting him opening night. And it's going to be interesting. That's a little risky. Now, I know you have to play. You know, he wants to get his workers, so what are you going to do? Uh, the rest, they would not put him out there if the rest of the offensive line wasn't settled down. So they're expecting their guards back and the center's playing. And the right tackle is probably going to be Becton, you know. But to me, it's like... Mm. I thought only because the offensive line really hasn't been together for them, this whole, and they've and they've really struggled, the backups and guys like that, and left tackle hasn't been settled down for them. Even right tackle has been unsettled. I just thought they would sit Rogers out for them, but obviously he said no. Nope, I want to play a few, and Rogers said okay, whatever you want, Messiah. You know you you do that. You know, um, so just a bit risky because I'm just telling you, brother. Yeah. Tamont Fox is going to be lined up probably on that outside against Billy Turner or Max Mitchell, whoever's playing. And if Tamont Fox gets a shot at you, he might destroy the Jets season. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't want anybody. No, I'm just, saying, yeah, I just yeah. think it's. I just think it's a little risky with the Jets, but he wants to get his work, and so he's got to go out there. Well, know? the offensive line of the Jets is, if if anything fails them, it's going to be that. That's going to be the Achilles heel of their offense, right? But you're going to go, you know, Aaron Rodgers being going to go against second and third string guys who are trying to make the team and make a name for themselves. Even if they don't, even if they don't make the team for the Giants, they're trying, they're auditioning for other teams. And this is the danger in that game, right? right. It's always been that way. Jason Seahorn, Chad Pennington, right? Chad Pennington broke his hand. Brandon Short tackled him. Uh, Mark Sanchez getting hit by Marvin right. Austin in the fourth quarter. I think Rex played him in the fourth quarter. He got hurt. Oh, yeah. Like that game has a history of injuries. So you got to be careful. But no, I was not surprised just because I think Salah wants to show Aaron Rodgers off a bit. There is a there is a look at us factor to this. I believe that. So I was not surprised. But we'll see, man. We'll see how that goes, because uh, it's uh, it's tricky. Definitely. Like Run DMC says, it's tricky. Yeah. I heard the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were not too happy with the Jets canceling that second joint scrimmage. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I heard yeah. the Jets. Matter of fact, I heard there's a few teams around the league that think the Jets are a little too cocky out there. Uh, so mm. we'll see how it plays out. You know, um, this whole hard knocks thing is, you know, it's great for the franchise and the organization, but the Jets are the Jets are a team that's set, setting themselves up for the fall. You know, um, yeah. we'll see what happens, man. But uh, look. Rogers, like I said, Rogers wants to get a series in, I guess, like that. Hey, he wants to get in. You got to get him some work. He wants to get in there. But like you just said, Jerry, there's going to be a couple of guys in the Giants defense that are on the bubble. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's that's the risk. You know, you don't want to, <laughs> something like somebody blitzing or whatever it is and say, watch this. I'm going to make it. I'm going to I'm gonna show the coaches what's up. Boom. You know? So. Yeah. Uh, right. and, and if Jerry, if Rogers is playing, I mean, I'm sure that means Garrett Wilson. Right? I mean. Garrett Wilson's yeah. playing, Corey Davis is, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, and to put him out there with 
Alan Lazard. Second and third string receivers is probably not the best. That's the no, worst they, thing you could they do. They want to get the starting office some reps, some snaps. Right. So right. I'm sure Wilson's going to play. I'm sure Alan Lazard's going to play. They got right. their tight ends there. You know, even the kid Ruckett, the second year guy's looking good. You know, Corey Davis's and guys like that. So, um, you know, I, I, it's just weird to me, dude, because um, usually they played four preseason games to see the Jets. You know, they played in, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame game. So they played four. Usually you yeah, do right. that. Usually you do that the third game. Right. You know, right. and you don't take yeah. a chance that last game. But I guess maybe because their offensive line really hasn't been together. And this one, it looks like they're going to get them back for Saturday. I guess that's why they did it. Um, but I do have some friends that think otherwise, too. Like they do want to get them out there and wing the ball around against the Giants yeah. a little bit. Sure. You know, so. Yeah, absolutely. But here's and the thing. Yeah. I'll see you in October, too, you know, so. Right. And, and you got, you know, what, Makai Becton, who pulled himself out against the Browns after, what, seven players? They wanted him to play 20? Turf. Bother, turf bothered him. So, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. So. Yeah, but yeah. that's not going to influence anything with the Giants playing on doing with their personnel at all. Yeah, if I had to predict, the only thing I'll say is I do think Banks and Hawkins will play one series. That's all. That's possible. Sure. That's what I think. That's possible. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to yeah. rule that out. Go ahead. No, no, and then maybe I'm I'm not like a, a the inside linebacker Beavers or McFadden, whoever's starting will probably play as well. Maybe Pinnock, and that's really it as far as the starters go. Yeah, I don't think you're you're not going to see Dexter Lawrence. You're not going to see Daniel Jones, and I don't think you'll um, see O'Kurik. I think it'll be McFadden yeah, right. and Beavers out there. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't think I, I'll be Jerry. I'll be shocked if you see O'Kurik. Oh, O'Kurik is the way after, 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 Yeah. Right. Right. That's what a. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the way you're really supposed to pronounce it. Yeah. That's what Spiro calls him. I don't expect to see McKinney. What? Spiro calls him Okariki. Well, that's the way you're supposed to pronounce it. Joe oh, really? Sheen, Joe Sheen said that the other night. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't oh. know. I thought it was Okurike. And uh, no, Okurike is the is is really the way you pronounce that. Wow. Yeah. That's gonna yeah. take some getting used to now after yeah, right? mastering Bobby, that just for stick a month. to Bobby O. <laughs> so yeah. Uh McKinney, you know, uh, obviously not him, you know. No, no. You know, so. Leonard Williams. Sit down. No, Leo, the guys up front. Andrew Thomas, sit down. Neil. Yeah. Schmitz. Even Schmitz, sit down. Stay. You're good. Yep. So. Oh, dude, we're uh, we're almost out of time. We'll go to a couple questions, dude, just to finish this out. So, um, yeah, man, there's a lot to be excited about, guys. Like, this is so much fun. I can't get over that first drive still. Um, Even when there were penalties on the the defense on that – on their first drive, the the offsides and all that, I was just – Still thinking about what I just saw on offense, eight or nine with a drop pass and an offensive line that could block and unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. And everything you've been saying is watching on TV live, baby. Good stuff. <laughs> we'll go for a few here. Uh, Josh Stanton, uh, Chris, Jerry, <laughs> which scenario is likely to happen? One, the Yankees fire Aaron Boone. Two, my Mets make an improbable run, secure the wild card and win the World Series. Three, a bunch of Giants fans booked trips to Vegas for the Super Bowl due to DJ's performance last week. Hashtag best pod. Out of those three, Yankees fire Aaron Boone, and I don't think any of them are happening, unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> what I mean is Giant fans are not going to pre-book trips to Vegas. So, hmm. um, yeah, I would say that. But the Mets are not going to go on an improbable run. By the way, dude, went to City Field the other day. Did um, you? City Field. Yeah, City Field buries Yankee Stadium. I'll say it. A uh, city field is beautiful. I, that pavilion in the outfield is awesome. Oh, it's it's beautiful park. Love it. Yep. It really is, man. Kills Yankee Yankee Stadium. I feel like I'm in a museum. <laughs> yes, By the way, you can you want to talk about what happened this weekend? Go ahead. No, not really. Not at all. That's your both chance. Team, both, team, both teams are not making the playoffs. Yeah, but you should have some fun with it, Chris. I you know you hurt my feelings. Go ahead. I'm, no, 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 no. This isn't, uh, it's not Devil's Rangers where I'd be like, uh, we, hey, Chris, Chris, can we not talk about this? We beat the crap out of the Yankees all the time anyway. Now it's, it's a given. It's, it's almost like the sun rising in the east. Since 04, it's just really not, not fair. It's anymore. not even fun anymore, right? Ah, we just beat the crap out of them all the time. It's, so. it's almost like you're, it's a different lifetime for you, pre 04 to now. <laughs> At what point do you think Aaron Boone's going to say, uh, we're not pitching to Raphael Devis? I don't give a shit when he comes <laughs> up. How many guys are on? We're not pitching to him. It's amazing. They just keep pitching to him. He's just like Big Poppy back in the day. He kept pitching to him. He kept destroying him. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have fun with it, but I'm just curious, you know? Yeah. By the way, I don't think your boy Boone is surviving this. I think he's done. But yeah. I, my boy Boone. 
hope not. <laughs> but again, Yankees are a distant third, dude. Uh, the, 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 the Rangers losing in the playoffs was much more painful. Um, all right. Mike L. We'll do a couple more. Mike L. Chris, being in the locker room and talking to the players and coaches, can you give us a sense of where you think the confidence and expectations are for the team this year? Playoffs. Oh, boy. That's the confidence. Hell of an answer. Dude, these, and these guys have so much confidence in his coaching staff. It's, it's, it's insane. It really is. So we've answered a lot of these already. I'll go with another scenario one. I just like these. I think they're pretty creative. One. So I'm sorry. For Patrick Sam Tofum, out of the three scenarios, which is most likely to happen? One, Chris shoots an under par round with his four ball. I don't know what that means. Four ball. What's a four ball? I don't know. Chris shoots an under par round. Unless he means a four iron. I don't know. Maybe four iron. I don't know. Two, Jerry wins the pick segments this year. That's not going to happen. And three, the Giants win it all and bring the Lombardi. I'll go with, I'll go. I don't want to predict anything about That's two questions about the Giants going down the Canyon of Heroes, guys. Let's relax. relax. (laughs) I love it, but let's relax. No, no. One more. I mean, there's guys, thanks for the questions. We really appreciate it, but we've kind of answered them. Um, I think Chris has covered all of this if we haven't already. Uh, Here we go. Okay. Uh, last one. It's more of a, of a kind of a explanation. Brian Kirk. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Just re up my subscription. Thank you very much, man. No question. Just my two cents on Jerry's lifelong suffering fan bases. Oh, cause I said, if you're a Jets, Mets, Rangers fan, I, I don't know how you wake up in the morning from a sports perspective. Um, <laughs> he's giants, Mets flyers. If we ever meet or a video chat, I'll he's explain. Giants, Mets flyers. Yeah. He said, if he ever meets wow. us, he'll explain. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Flyers is tough. Giants, I wouldn't throw in there, man. Giants have had success in our lifetime. Like that's not, Giants are, last 10 years have been rough, but last year was good and we're on the right track. It's it's different. I, I, mm. I can't throw the Giants. If it was the set pre-86, you can throw the Giants in there because it was a long time of them. Chris knows better than me. Um, of them they had suffering. a rough stretch there after the, sec- after the last Super Bowl, but at least, at least there's a yeah. positive signs now, you know? Yeah, I mean, the, also the, this year. Yeah. the Mets are 86. They disappoint you every year. Uh, the Rangers, 94. Outside of that, it's 1940. Uh, and the Jets are 69. So, yeah, I wouldn't put the Giants. But Flyers, I could see that. I could see why you're disappointed. 75 or whatever it is. So, yeah, that's fair. I'll throw that in there. But the Giants got to take out. Um, Just think yeah, about that. 75, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Man, that's rough. Do you remember when they played the Russians or no, that game? Oh, absolutely. Do you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember those Russians. They used to play that, that, that tournament. I forgot what it was yeah. called. Yeah. yeah, they they left the, the ice. Oh, absolutely. I remember like it was yesterday. Ed Van Imp. He hit yeah. a Russian guy with a, an elbow and a head, crushed him along the boards. They left the ice. Yeah. And Bobby Clark was calling him every name under the sun. <laughs> Bobby Clark, for you hockey people out there, remember Bobby Clark. Bobby Clark hated, he hated the Russians with a passion. With a passion. As soon as they skated in the pregame warmups, Clark used to scream curses at them because when the Flyers or when the team USA, whatever it was, USA, when they went out the, the Soviet Union for a to- the old Soviet Union for a tournament, they treated them like crap. And Bobby Clark held it over. Man, he, he held that grudge since, man. Yeah. Bobby Clark, every shift was looking to take somebody's head off against the Russians, man. Yeah, there was a, there was a, a special. Fact. I'm just telling you what happened, man. Yeah, there was a, a special on HBO a few years ago. And I, if it was Eagles, I couldn't watch it, but Flyers, I'll watch it. Um, and it was, uh, Bobby Clark said, look, everybody hated us, but there was one time they all rooted for us, and it was that game. So I thought that was uh... – Yeah, Bobby Clark and uh, Reggie Leach and Dunlop and uh, yeah. <clears throat> Watson Buzz, they fuck – oh, excuse me, I almost cursed. They they hated – couldn't stand the old Soviet Union team, man. Yeah. It was just it was like a personal thing because when he went over there. And and the Philadelphia Flyers in the 70s was not a team you really wanted <laughs> on your bad side. <laughs> they had a lot of guys that could throw cheap shots, and they, had, they did it all the time. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, dude. Um, anything else you want to touch on? Uh, no, no. So, the, you know, Saturday night. And then after that, it's for real, man. I can't wait. to. I got to be honest with you, dude. I can't wait till this is over with now. Yeah. Uh, Giants had a very lackluster practice today. Wink had to get on the defense a little bit. It was humid. You know, it's at that point now. Like, okay, let's go. You know? Right. We've had enough. Practice right. again, you know? Yeah. And then, believe me, the players can't wait till this game's over with Saturday and get those final cuts in and then start game planning. You know, you now you start getting to your routine, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, 
We'll come back with a podcast. I guess if cuts are Monday. We'll probably come back with a podcast that night or or no cuts at cuts at Tuesday. So you want to? All right, we'll figure so we'll, it out. We'll, we'll try to do Tuesday out. night. You know? Yeah, that's it. Good. All right, we'll try to do that Tuesday night or Wednesday, whatever. You know, we'll, we'll do Tuesday yeah. night probably. It'll, we'll do it after the cuts. I think they I think they have to be in Jerry uh, Tuesday. To, is Tuesday the 29th, Jerry? What's mm-hmm. today's date? Yeah, it's 29th. Yes. Yeah, I think it's Tuesday yeah. by four o'clock. The cuts have to be in. So yeah, we have, we could talk that Tuesday night what happened and stuff like that so good stuff and guys remember please subscribe to the youtube channel we're putting more and more content out there um we really appreciate it. it's a lot of fun this this will be out there so uh thank you for that thank you for the support as always um all right guys can't wait till uh came out to the game and then this is over sundays are giant days baby take care everybody bye bye everybody